Well, welcome to Quantum number 139, podcast that looks at news and views and culture from throughout the world. Uh, I think this week we're going to run with this band as the theme for our music. Help me if you can, I'm feeling down. And I do appreciate you being around. Help me get my feet back on the ground. Won't you please, please help me? That was, of course, the Beatles. Help, help me if you can, I'm feeling down. Um, I hope you're not going to feel too down after listening to all of this because although we look at stuff that's sometimes difficult and hard, need to bear in mind that we believe that Christ is sovereign over all and he has the whole world in his hands. He does. And there have been some amazing developments in Scotland, which I think are of significance throughout the world this week. And I'm not saying that just because I'm a Scot. First of all, here's the First Minister, Nicola Sturgeon. My message to all those, especially to the Conservatives, who now, despite Ruth Davidson's protestations, refuse to accept Mr Hamilton's conclusions, is this. If you think you can bully me out of office, you are mistaken and you misjudge me. If you want to remove me as First Minister, do it in an election. Of course... Now, what's fascinating about that is, for those of you who don't know, Nicola Sturgeon... The First Minister of Scotland was accused of misleading Parliament. Now, an independent, well, I I put that in inverted commas, but an independent inquiry by by Justice Hamilton basically found that she didn't mislead Parliament or at least left it up to Parliament to decide. Now, if you were in the SNP, of course, you you delighted at that. The Scottish Parliament, however, also had an inquiry, and despite there being a majority of uh, independent supporters, basically four SNP and one Green, or ex-Green, they decided that she had misled Parliament. So you pay your money and you take your choice. Uh, But what intrigued me about that particular clip was here she was, is the most powerful person in Scotland, complaining about being bullied. I'm sorry, it doesn't work that way. But it, actually it does. In the identity politics world, you can find a status which, you know, I'm just a wee woman, so, you know, I'm being bullied when people criticise me. That shouldn't be how it works, but sadly too often it's how it does. But in another extraordinary development, and I've just got hold of this judgment and I've just been reading it, the there were a number of uh, ministers, and we mentioned this, church leaders, we mentioned this before, um, led by Willie Phillip from the Tron in Glasgow, who took the Scottish government to court over the issue of churches being closed. They argued it was unconstitutional and it was an unjustified infringement of their right to manifest their their religion under Article 9 of the European Convention on Human Rights. This was supported, by the way, by Canon Tom White of the Roman Catholic Church, not by the Church of Scotland, and sadly and shamefully, not by the Free Church. However, the petitioners won, basically. Now, 
the judge, Lord Baird, says this, it's important to understand what I've not decided is what I have. I have not decided that all churches must immediately open or that it is safe for them to do so or that even that no restrictions at all are justified. All I have decided is that the regulations which are challenged in this petition went further than they were lawfully able to do in the circumstances which existed when they were made. But that was the point. And I'll write some more about this judgment, and I'm sure there'll be others as well. But for me, it's a stunning judgment, and it vindicates what these uh, church leaders did. All right, here's another song from the Fab Four. That one's perhaps not so well known. It was a B-side. Rain. Well, what are we going to talk about? Of course, we're going to talk about the floods here in Australia. I've never seen so much rain, and I'm from Scotland. Uh, In some parts of New South Wales, they reckon a metre, a metre of rain. That is more rain than falls in the whole of Port Mahomac, my uh, parents' home in the East Highlands, in a year that fell in three days. You know, I was quite amused by it. I've got this lovely photo of a kangaroo skipping through a lake uh, that's formed in someone's garden. There's a guy called Tim Flannery here who said, we're just going to have a dessert, you know, a desert rather. That's it. You know, we're we're never going to see rain or significant rain again. This is what climate change has done. But a billion litres of water fell on the mid-north coast in 48 hours. A billion litres. Um... I quite liked the comment that was made that farm life is often described as the eternal struggle between wondering if it will ever rain again and being certain that the rain will never stop, interspersed with periods of, is something on fire? Well, do you know, the rain's a mixed blessing. For those in the floodplain, it's been difficult. 18,000 people have been moved from their homes. But for many, many others, particularly in uh, western areas of Queensland, northern areas, north northwestern areas of New South Wales, it really has marked the end of four years almost of drought, and that's good news. All right, let's take some world news. In Israel, now, at the moment, it's unclear what's happened. It looks as though Benjamin Netanyahu, he'll certainly have the largest party, but probably only 31 seats, together with his right-wing and religious bloc leaders, gives him 53 seats, uh, perhaps 60 when he had seven seats he might get from an independent candidate, he still needs to get 61. So we don't know what's going to happen there. In Europe, um, COVID, new variants of COVID in Germany and in France have resulted in partial lockdowns in some areas and fuller lockdowns in others. And there's all the fuss and comments about the vaccine. And then I'm not going to play you a national anthem, uh, but... Here's another Beatles song we'll tell you the country we're going to talk about. Okay, the USSR doesn't exist. 
anymore, but Russia was the main constituent part of that. Um, that version of that song, by the way, was sung by Paul McCartney, I think about 12 years ago, in Red Square, in Moscow, in front of, amongst others, President Putin. And this week, there's been an alarming but little reported development that Putin is seeking to work more closely with China to combat both America and the EU. China and Russia are also working together to support the Myanmar regime. So it's, yeah, as I say, I think that is a significant development, as also is also the development that North Koreans have started testing uh, missiles again, although President Biden says it's not that significant. Okay, let's move to something completely different. Music. The music industry in 2020 had global sales amounting to 21.6 billion US dollars. The highest figure for almost 20 years. Global music revenues and paid streaming revenues have risen significantly. Um, the one that interests me is that vinyl sales have, for the first time since 1987, overtaken CD sales. Remember CD was going to replace vinyl? Vinyl has made a huge comeback, a real comeback. So I, I, I've got records on vinyl. I'm, I don't have this anymore on vinyl, but here's another song from the Beatles. Um, it's from the White Album, and it is... I used to have that on vinyl, on white vinyl. I guess it'd be worth a fortune now. song by the way is revolution and it's interesting it's almost prophetic certainly very perceptive that we want to change the world but when you talk about destruction you can count me out well maybe some of our revolutionaries are moving back into that destructive policy okay let's do the the mad world stuff for this week uh this one amazed me facebook policy uh a memorandum has being discovered, I think this is for real, from Facebook, which explicitly allows that public figures could be targeted in ways otherwise banned on the site, including calls for their death, according to these leaked internal moderator guidelines. I mean, how they define public figures. I mean, I've got a public figure Facebook um, account, which I hope, by the way, that you'll sign up to. But people who have a large social media following or occasional coverage in local newspapers, it's okay to give them death threats. Seriously, Facebook? Really? And then this was uh, uh, wonderful. Um, first of all, listen to this. All you have to do is to look at a newborn child and watch their eyes move around 
we want to see, to explore. We, as human beings, we need that. That's part of an advert for North Face. North Face, um, sail jackets and all that kind of stuff. But what was interesting was that there's a company called Innovex Downhole Solutions who decided to buy, the owner, Adam Anderson, decided to buy his employees a Christmas gift. So he ordered 400 North Face jackets and asked that their corporate logo be included. Then North Face said no, they wouldn't do that with the energy company's logo because Innovex is an oil and gas company and it would be a bad thing for North Face's public image to associate itself with the industry. Now, why is that a significant thing? Because it illustrates the hypocrisy that exists in the corporate world when they want to do their kind of woke virtue signaling. Because the head of Innovex rightly pointed out that all their jackets are made from oil and gas products that people like Innovex produce. And he went on to say, I think this stance by your company is counterproductive virtue signaling and ask you to reconsider it. Oil and natural grass provide us with a lot of things that we use, electronics, sports equipment, medical devices, appliances, dentures, soft contacts, and other things. Um, I just, uh, yeah, I, I kind of love that story for different reasons. As with this one, um, the revolution eats itself. All 10 members of the Pride in London Community Advisory Board have resigned, citing a hostile environment for volunteers of colour. They've asked for new leadership and for City Hall to investigate bullying allegations. Wow. Wow. And then the Greens. This is crazy. The, the Greens have gone crazy. Well, this is in the UK. So the Green Party, there were a group of women in the Green Party who wanted to state that the protected characteristic of six as currently our record of policy statement supports, you know, the other eight characteristics and so on, but that that aspect of sex should be included. Now, legally, it's a protected characteristic. However, by uh, 289 votes out of 521, the Greens have voted not to include biological females in the party's list of oppressed groups. And, of course, this is all to do with the trans stuff. It's incredible. They have contradicted the 2010 Equalities Act, which has sex as a protected characteristic. They've included, by the way... Uh, support for self-identification, support for those who are mothers who wish to be called fathers. Um, the attack on women is astonishing, and there are many, many women who are leaving and are going to leave the party. The planet is burning, said one senior party member, but you would think they would pay more attention to that than bleep pronouns. The Green Party, as an article I read, described it as destroying itself in an effort to capitulate to bullies. And it is bullies. Well, at 6.01 right now, we are following some new information this morning in the Boulder, Colorado mass shooting. Suspect scheduled to make his first court appearance tomorrow. 21-year-old Ahmed Alawi Alisa faces 10 counts of murder in the shooting. The arrest warrant shows he bought an AR-556 Ruger on the 16th of March. Police have not released a possible motive. The victims in the shooting... The Colorado shooting, again, a really sad thing. Now, what's interesting about it, I mean, apart from how it, it occurred, 10 people were shot dead in Colorado. When it happened, we immediately started getting comments. So, for example, somebody like Amy Siskind, activist and social media person, 
The shooter was taken into custody, almost certainly a white man. If he were coloured, he would have been shot dead. Except he wasn't. There were many tweets kind of like that. And the man who was arrested, Ahmed Al-Alwi Alasi, was a Syrian Muslim guy. Now, before we, before people immediately jump on that and the right wing jump on that, it, it's almost certain from what I've read that the real issue was mental health and guns. Um, you know, I think those are the real issues. And I think Biden was correct to jump on the issue of guns. However, if that had been a white guy who'd gone and killed 10 black people, you, we would never hear the end of it. But because it wasn't, because it was 10 white people who were killed, suddenly race doesn't matter. It's not the issue. Now, I actually think it's, in many ways, it's probably not the issue. We don't know. But it's funny how for skin colour matters in some instances, but not in others. All right, that's the mad world. Let's come to some stuff in the good world. Um, this is not actually the Beatles, but it does sound like them, doesn't it? It's been a hard day's night And I've been working like a duck It's been a hard day's night I should be sleeping like a lark But when I get up to you I find it difficult to do it You know I feel That's a band I was introduced to, um, the Ario Brothers from Tacloban City in the Philippines. They formed a band in 2009, mainly playing the music of the Beatles, and they played other stuff as well. And they've become incredibly popular throughout the kind of lockdown that's gripped so many countries in the world. And I love it. They're just a bunch of kids who are very good musicians and are actually very good imitators. Just check them out. Ario. And then check this out. Now, I realize that for many of you, this may not appear to be significant, but believe you me, it is. Boys were dead on their feet, but they just fought to the last minute, you know, they were brilliant. I staged about 100 years in the last 15 minutes when we took the two one lead. They, they played their hearts out, and the goals that they scored was just out of this world. That is the mighty Brora Rangers defeating Heart of Midlothian, the Edinburgh team, in the Scottish Cup 2-1. Why is that important? Well, I just like the story. Brora, I was minister in Brora. It's a village of 2,000 people. Dudgeon Park, it's just a park. I mean, the team has only been able to play a couple of games. They've not really been able to train. Here they are against what should be a Premier League team. And that's... That's it. You know, I was going to say that's it. Um, it's just an amazing story that they won. And I love the accents. And I know the folks, uh, many of the folks still up in Brora. So well done, Brora Rangers. 
Then another story that's not so good. Let's come from the good world into church hypocrisy. Popular Christian relationship guru Derek Jackson, who's been preaching a message that black men shouldn't cheat. Guess what? You know what's coming. Confessed to his millions of social media followers that he'd been unfaithful to his wife many times. But for everybody out there, if, if you get nothing else from what I've ever said over the last nine years or right here in this video, please get this. Nothing is right until it is right with God. Nothing works until it comes into alignment with biblical standard of how God told us to do things, especially when we're talking about a marital, spiritual, uh, spiritual covenant. Yes. You know, you cannot do this by your own understanding, your own intelligence, no. your own willpower, your own values. You have to have the grace of God. Uh, to break free from certain things, to stay away from certain things, uh, to not operate from your lowest self, whatever it may be. And it's because it's really only by God's grace that we're even able to be here on this video, oh holding God, hands. Well, like a year ago, <laughs> seven, eight months ago, even, I couldn't see this happening. I thought it was. I don't really want to say much more about it, except this. He's got a new book called Heal Together. And oh, just for me, it's breathtaking. Listen, if you've done that, if you've been a liar, a hypocrite, a cheat, and an adulterer, yes, you can repent and yes, you can be forgiven, but get out of ministry. Just get out of it. You've got no credibility whatsoever. The same with this, a story in New York of one of the largest homeless shelter networks in New York. He's arrested on Wednesday, a man called Victor Rivera, um, the former president and founder of the Brock's Parent Housing Network, who's profited enormously out of the city's two billion system to shelter the homeless. He's got a, uh, a sports car, he's paid his mortgage off with different money that he's uh, embezzled really, and he's being charged with 10 assaults on women and telling one of the women that nobody tells daddy no. Yeah, sexual perversity, exploitation of power, Misuse of funding goes on in all at all levels of society. Majesty's a pretty nice girl, but she doesn't have a lot to say. And then here's another Beatles song. Guess what this one's gonna be about? I wanna tell her that I love her a lot, but I gotta get a belly full of wine. Majesty's a pretty nice girl, someday I'm gonna make a mine. Oh yeah, someday I'm gonna make a mine. Yeah, the Queen. I feel sorry for the Queen with her, her grandson, Prince Harry. Um, look, Prince Harry has got two jobs. Now, good for him for getting a job in his 30s, uh, as well as the existing million-dollar content deals with Netflix and Spotify. As I say, he's not going to be poor. He's got one at the non-profit Aspen Institute, where he'll serve on the Commission on Information Disorder. No, this is real. This is not a joke. Uh, Commissioner Harry will join 14 others to hold a six-month study on how in inaccurate information spreads across the country. Well, he's an expert on that. Um, he and his wife inaccurately informed the world that they were married three days before their wedding. No, they weren't. There are at least inaccu eight in inaccuracies in the interview that they gave. He's not been picked because of any expertise. He's been picked because he's Prince Harry. Um... Likewise, he also got another job on Better Up as what, guess this, I love this, he's called a chief impact officer at a Silicon Valley firm called Better Up. What, what do chief impact officers do? Well, look, this is all therapy and psychology and everything else. Um, basically, it's as 
I think this article in The Spectator that I've got a link to puts it, a trendy aristocracy that manages to extract both moral purpose and vast wealth from peddling politically correct twaddle. Yeah. Well, there's something that's not twaddle. There's a Jordan Peterson interview that lasts, I think, an hour and 45 minutes with Jonathan Paggio. Stunning. The most incredible interview I've ever heard. Here's a short piece of it. And so what you have in the figure of Christ is an actual person who actually lived, plus a myth. And in some sense, Christ is the union of those two things. The problem is, is I probably believe that. But I don't know. I don't. I'm amazed at my own belief and I don't understand it. Like... Because I've seen sometimes the objective world and the narrative world touch, you know, that's union synchronicity. And I've seen that many times in my own life. And so in some sense, I believe it's undeniable. You know, we have a narrative sense of the world. For me, that's been the world of morality. That's the world that tells us how to act. It's real, like we treat it like it's real. It's not the objective world, but the narrative and the objective world touch. And the ultimate example of that in principle is supposed to be Christ. But I don't know what to, that seems to me oddly plausible. Yeah. But I still don't know what to make of it. It's too, partly because it's too terrifying a reality to fully believe. I don't even know what would happen to you if you fully believed it. If you believe Do you know, in the story there's so many things in that interview. I've written an article on it. Um, there's so many things that are just deeply, deeply, deeply moving. Not least him tearing up about Christ. Him asking why the church can't communicate the message. So many other things as well. Um, I, I pray for Jordan Peterson. Please join me in doing that. Uh, he's a remarkable man with remarkable insights. And I pray that he would be given wisdom and light to know the Lord. It's been a hard day's night And I've been working like a dog It's been a hard All right, I'm going to go. I'm going to love you and leave you. See you next week. My voice is sounding a wee bit hoarse. I think I've got a sore throat. Uh, that probably means if it carries on for a while, I'd have to go for a COVID test, though we've not had any COVID in New South Wales, at least no community transmission for the past two months, which is wonderful news. Um, I've not had my vaccine. I wonder if you have. My wife has had hers because she's an essential worker and I'm not. going to leave you. If you want to support Quantum, then just go onto the Podbean fundraiser. Got any comments, ideas, please keep sending them to me. And we'll leave you with the Beatles. It's been a hard day's night. See you next week. It's been a hard day's night And I've been working like a dog It's been a hard day's night I should be sleeping like a love But when I get home to you I find the things that you do Will make me feel oh. Should I move?
sleep 